Well, hello and welcome to Finding Our Way, our Southridge Church member podcast designed to give people the inside scoop on life in our church. Here's our host and lead pastor, Jeff Lockyer. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Finding Our Way. Every month or so, we are excited to have the voice of an emerging gen leader in our community. And uh, so today, I'm excited to welcome Charmaine Chickambero to the conversation. Charmaine, welcome and say hi to everybody. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Hey, uh, give us uh, a bit of a sense of what's going on in your world these days. Just maybe some background about yourself, your family background, and, and what you're up to. Yeah, for sure. Um, so like you just said, I'm Charmaine. Uh, I'm 20 years old, and I'm here in St. Catharines. My family and I um, moved from Zimbabwe, where I was born, um, in 2001, and I've been here basically all my life. Um, right now, I just finished up my third year of university, so I'm right into summer, um, but I am actually taking a few summer courses coming up later this week, so I'll be right back into school school again, so just trying to keep myself busy um, with lockdown, and yeah. Is that a lockdown decision? You're like, ah, I may as well take some summer courses just for kicks. Exactly. If I can't travel, might as well do something to keep my mind at ease. Yeah, free up the other semesters coming up. Exactly. And uh, yeah, hopefully things are opened up more then and you can you can enjoy the, the free space. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk a little bit about what you're studying, what you're learning, how that's going? Yeah, for sure. So um, my major is biology with a concentration in health sciences. So I'm a pretty indecisive person, if you know me. Um, so I decided to go with biology because I thought it was a pretty general um, route to take. And I'm hoping after I finish my four years, um, so I have one more year left, possibly two, um, to hopefully go into um, either nursing or something in the medical field. I'm not sure what that will look like yet, but I'm trying to dip my feet in as many opportunities I, as I can just to get a feel for what post-secondary um, looks like for me. That's great. And at the very least, you know that you, you, you like health sciences and yeah, exactly. all the biology kind of stuff. My wife loves that stuff. I had no capacity for that kind of stuff. All the memorizing and mm-hmm. that was not my forte. So it's a lot, but yeah, it's enjoyable. I love it. Oh, that's great. Hey, um, do you want to make a comment or two as an emerging gen leader on what university has been like in lockdown? Yeah, um, it's definitely been a bit of an adjustment. Um, I'm in, normally in Ottawa. I go to school in Carlton, at Carleton, so um, quite a few hours away from home. So it's been quite the transition to be at home with my family. Both my parents are working um, from home, and with their work, they have to be in meetings and on the phone quite a lot. So it gets quite loud, um, and that's a bit of a challenge when I'm in lectures uh, all day. But it's it's had its benefits and its uh, downfalls for sure, but I'm enjoying being at home with my family. Um, That's good. The, this the time big question is, do you have enough devices? Oh no, I, I think we have enough devices. It's just the Wi-Fi that gets us, but oh, we're, we're making wild? it work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, I don't know if you can even remember, but uh, can you comment at all on your family's journey to Southridge? How'd you end up here? 
Yeah. So um, I believe it was when I was eight years old in 2008 when we moved from our old church, which shut down to Southridge. Um, and I think my earliest memory is being an M&S, uh, Movers and Shakers. Um, and I, I, me and my brother just loved it there, just loved the engagement that um, M&S provided and all the leaders provided and just how much fun it was and how we got to learn about Jesus from the basics and just build communities from such a young age. Um, and yeah, just building relationships was just great. That's what I was wondering as as you think about growing up in our community now for years, eight years old. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. I started when I was 10. So you got me on that. <laughs> um, you know, can you can you think back to some of those in those formative years, some of those feelings that emerged and how those early years were contributing to your your faith development? Yeah, for sure. Um, so I went to a Catholic elementary school and the only um, sort of faith I knew from there was just going to mass every Wednesday and that like being being a young kid and being forced to go to mass wasn't the most enjoyable experience and it wasn't I didn't feel like it was really catered to um, my age and like my maturity and stuff so um, being able to go to Southridge and experiencing what um, faith looks like for a young child, for a young adult and a youth, um, was really, was really an eye opener. I got to learn that faith isn't just, um, reading the Bible and going to mass or going to church every Sunday. Um, it's about building community. It's about a relationship specifically and solely with God and what that looks like in your own personal life and not so much of what that looks like, um, to an outsider's eye. And yeah, it was, it was really, it was a really um, interesting difference to look at the two, um, like comparing the two um, environments that I was kind of in going to a Catholic school and being in a Christian church. Yeah, um, that is interesting. Yeah, I, I just felt like Southridge just made it such an easy transition and an easy, um, easy experience to sort of learn from the basics, if that makes sense. Yeah, I, I, I didn't know that part of your story and that I found that a little bit surprising listening to you to share that because I know that your previous church was not Roman Catholic. No. Yeah. So <laughs> I thought given the church that you came from, I would have never known that, but yeah, that's uh, that's pretty cool. So, you know, you, you start at eight years old and you and your brother are experiencing MS, and uh, eventually that migrates you into student ministry Mm -hmm. What were your memories of student ministry and kind of high school life around our church? Yeah, um, I just, I don't have the best memory, but I just remember having so much fun in Riot and um, in Current going to Camp Crossroads for deep freeze and uh, going there in the summer for summer camp. It was just always such a fun filled experience and it was always just so laid back. Um, Southridge is just such a an easygoing community uh, in terms of z of youth and just church in general. Um, yeah, I felt I always I've always felt at home at Southridge, and um, yeah, it's always just been a fun experience growing up in this church environment. As you were growing up in the probably in the high school era was when we started to develop our Brave Girls program. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. And so 
as one of the kind of emerging almost guinea pigs, you were you're one <laughs> of the one of the, the first participants. Uh, talk about what that experience was like. Yeah, it was great. Um, when I first heard about the program, like my mom, my mom told me that, um, like I was invited to be involved into this program, and my first thought was, no, absolutely not. Um, <laughs> I don't like change. I don't like having to. Not necessarily that I don't like meeting new people, but I'm, I I like my um, my social circle. <laughs> And I'm not one to branch out necessarily. So I found that very nerve wracking and having to go into um, something that was new. Like you said, like I was kind of a guinea pig in in this program and not really knowing what to expect and um, what to get out of it. Um, But I just had so much. um, All in all, I just learned a lot about myself. Um, I'm a person that critiques myself a lot. And that that starts from a young age. So I was so blessed to have the opportunity to kind of nip that in the butt um, before it progressed into anything further. And Brave Girls really gave me that opportunity to see that I am valued not only in my home, not only in my school, but in my church. And um, just giving me the opportunity to have a voice and what it means to advocate for people and what it means to um, being an encouragement and a, a light in every situation that I'm in. That's amazing. I, I think about that inner critic exercise mm-hmm. that Ellen and the Brave Girl leaders have walked Brave Girls through year after year after year. And I mean, among all the experiences, that is really a a powerful moment of just facing what's been going on inside you. Yeah, uh, really I know is. it applies to more than just younger girls, but I know, especially for young girls, that's a very, very powerful exercise. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk a little bit more about your university life. Talk about your program and, and, and things like that. How How is the pandemic affecting your studies other than fighting for Wi-Fi? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, I'm a very hands-on person and um, it's been difficult just because I am a science major. It's been difficult to um, learn online in terms of having, like I'm used to having labs in person and getting to touch and feel um, like different organisms and doing all these activities. So it's been, it's been a challenge to adjust to and um, take that learning from an in-school environment and into my own home. Um, but it's made me I feel be a lot more um, scheduled with my time um, because I'm a procrastinator at the best. But um, yeah, it's been an adjustment, but it's helped me for sure develop some needed, well-needed skills for post-secondary. For for those of us listening, Charmaine, who aren't navigating that university battle through COVID, Mm -hmm. what are you noticing about the impact of the pandemic among your peers? Yeah. Um, for myself and my peers, I think the thing that has been the most common, um, impact has been, or the most common struggle rather has been motivation, um, motivation to learn with the purpose of retaining that information. And, um, I guess through the pandemic, just because school has been 
changed in so many ways. It's been a lot more accessible, which has been great, but it's also um, given us that wiggle room to not necessarily learn to our best abilities, in my opinion. Um, we've been given extra resources again, which is great, and extra time to complete things and um, all all that sort of stuff. Um, and teachers have been so accommodating, but it's 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 a new thing that everyone's going through, and no one exactly knows how to navigate through this pandemic. Um, we're all going through it together, so it's been tough to stay motivated and stay. Um, connected as well with friends from Ottawa and friends back here and just making the things I do with my time um, a priority. That word motivation makes a lot of sense because, you know, university for many people is so individualistic mm-hmm. in your own program and your own courses and your own career career trajectory and whatever. And, and just the the work being so isolated from the, the, the accompaniment of friends and study mates and whatever, I, I can imagine uh, yeah. that being very difficult. Uh, in your case, what would you say uh, the role has been that your faith has played during this season, especially trying to live out this grind as a student? Yeah. Uh, so like with the, along with the motivation, I think uh, my faith has made me, realize um, that I need to be when I'm in um, whether it's my classes or in the morning when I'm doing my devos um, or if I'm talking to a friend um, the intentionality of that time that I'm spending doing that activity um, has been something that I've had to learn Um, and I think God has really been teaching me how to be specific with the time I delegate to different things. Um, I find that during this pandemic and like with school and everything going on, I push things aside, like spending time with God in the morning and um, reaching out to friends that I haven't talked to in a while, just because I feel like I have no time and time is getting away from me and um, things are kind of all scrambled in my head. And I think God have just, has just been teaching me how to be intentional with the time that I have. Like we all have the same 24 hours in a day. Um, it's just how you spend it and how um, you, yeah, just how you spend your day and how um, intentional you are in those moments that is really going to matter at the end of the day. It gets really easy in a pandemic to, waste four hours doesn't it yeah oh yeah for sure (laughs) all of a sudden oh man i can find myself in that in that trap too so Mm -hmm. if uh you know i think about the verse that says you know god's given us a spirit not of timidity but of power love and of Mm self-discipline and you know when i'm hearing you talk about the focus and intentionality that is a a a huge difference that god can make especially in a, a challenging time like this that demands so much more of that yeah for sure um Okay, I want to get some uh, perspectives. Again, uh, every month or so, we get an emerging gen leader. And uh, as a 20-year-old, you would fall into that category. So I want to get your take on a few things. For starters, uh, I want to talk about this series that we've just come out of, this all-inclusive series. I would mm-hmm. feel like one of the advantages 
of living at home is being able to track a little bit more closely with Southridge instead of living in Ottawa. Yeah. So having just come out of this series devoted to fostering what we called an all-inclusive faith, um, from your perspective, what did you enjoy most about the series? Yeah, I loved learning um, different people's stories. I loved hearing from people that I I maybe haven't seen before or haven't uh, gotten to know. Um, it's been really enjoyable having the opportunity to listen to someone's story. And um, it's been really cool seeing people being so vulnerable um, and being willing to share what impacts Southridge and um, Niagara as our community has been on their lives. And I've really enjoyed just learning and being able to just listen um, without, yeah, I guess, yeah, just listening in general um, to have so many voices. Yeah, that was an important part of the series that we talked for less minutes and created space to listen for more minutes. Mm-hmm. And I've heard from so many people how those stories and those those minutes of providing voice to people that you know maybe haven't shared in that environment before, uh, in some cases, was the most powerful content uh, of each of the services. For for you, what did you find most personally challenging? How did you find God speaking to you? Yeah, um, I definitely think it was either you or Mike that was talking about um, the cliques that we often form and um, that aspect of exclusion in our community, uh, knowingly and unknowingly. And I think uh, for me, like I was saying before, I'm I'm very I seclude myself in my inner circle a lot, and um, I think God has been kind of challenging me and. Um, telling me like, you know, I have to, I have to branch that out. I have to um, seek to hear other people's voices, not that are the same as mine, but um, people that come from different backgrounds, people that um, have different abilities and disabilities, just branching out and just, um, yeah, getting familiar with the people that are in my community. Similarly, I'm wondering, you know, you're trying to absorb this personally, but as a community, what would you hope that other people were hearing or taking away so that we can together embrace a greater degree of diversity across our whole community? Mm -hmm. Um, Definitely just to seek getting uncomfortable, like seek, seeking to, to be uncomfortable and seeking that change from the inside out. And for me as well, like that's, such a challenge to um, introduce myself to someone like a stranger or um, ask someone about their story. Um, it might be uncomfortable to them as well as myself. So I think just making that initiative to just start somewhere, whether that's in your own backyard, asking um, your neighbor about whatever it is, starting up a conversation with them, or whether that's joining a life group, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, just seeking that change is, I think, where we need to go next. Isn't that, like, I want to hear you say that seeking to be uncomfortable, deliberately <clears throat> pursuing discomfort. Mm-hmm. And I want to camp out there for a minute because it, it, it almost flies in the face of why most people embrace faith and church life, mm-hmm. right? Most yeah, people sure. turn to God because there's so much discomfort in my life. Right. I need God to kind of provide 
peace or stability or security or, you know, to make my life less chaotic. Mm -hmm. And in many ways, you know, there's lots of verses that talk about the peace of God, you know, transcending all understanding and, and, you know, God providing those things by his spirit in our lives. And yet when we think about, uh, talked about this a lot in the series, when we think about the legacy of Jesus being an impact that provides comfort to the legitimately afflicted at the affliction of the legitimately comfortable following the way of Jesus kind of embraces that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right? The, sure. the, the whole point is to say, bring it on God. How do you want to grow me more? How do you want to, how do you want me to go deeper with you? And what are the places where you can take me outside my comfort zone to do that next. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if people don't understand and embrace that, if all God is is a way to provide us comfort, we're going to miss the point on all of this. So I, I feel like you're making a very, very astute observation there, Charmaine. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Thinking about our community again, um, from your perspective, where do you see our community most needing to relinquish its privilege in order to celebrate a greater degree of diversity. I know that was a term that was used a lot in the four weeks of that series. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, just more outreach, I guess. Um, in my in my um, in our one of the young adults groups that I'm in, uh, we just finished a book about um, following Jesus and what that means to be. Uh, following in his footsteps. And one of the things, one of the challenges in the book that the author was facing sort of thing um, was just building that outreach or outreach in our own backyard. Um, I think Southridge as a church, we do a great job of that. We have the homeless shelter in the St. Catharines location and our migrant workers in Vineland and Harvest Kitchen in Welland. Um, But just continuing that, that outreach to our neighbors, extending that to people that are not necessarily familiar with um, a a faith environment and just being bold and taking those steps to um, welcome and invite people into our community without expectation of what God's going to do in their lives and just letting him figure that all out. And it really happens. I'm hearing you emphasize at a life on life level. Like it's, 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 it's not enough to just be a part of a church that does outreach exactly, mm-hmm. and sort of observe and celebrate and cheer them on. But, but to be a person who is reaching beyond our own borders, our own walls, our own fences, our own cliques and, and getting to know people who are different. Than exactly. Us. Mm-hmm. I always think that, um, I think it's a quote somewhere. I'm not really sure, but your your impact itself is important. As much as church builds um, your relationship with God, your impact as an individual, um, as a person in that individual's life has such a greater impact to them. And how you live out your life and how you, um, yeah, how you live out your life just is is something really important. I think that we often disregard and we kind of leave it all to the pastors to, um, to have that impact in someone's lives. But yeah, just 
just being able to be bold in your walk with Christ and being bold enough to know that Christ will do so much through you um, that will impact so many people on a deeper level than, than we can ever comprehend. And just having the peace and knowing that he has equipped us with the tools that we need to do that. We just have to say yes. In a world where I've quoted so many times Gandhi's, I like your Christ. I do not like your Christians. Your Christians are so unlike your Christ mm-hmm. that the, the world isn't waiting for more preachers. Exactly. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's waiting for more followers of Jesus to embody the way of Jesus and embrace relationship with people to show them his love. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I cannot stress enough, Charmaine, the importance of what you're saying to those of us who are listening. It's not a paid professional who's going to reveal Jesus to the world. It's, it's each of us at an up close and personal level. That's that's really outstanding. Um, want to cycle through a list of questions just, again, to get this emerging gen perspective on life in our church. So uh, you can kind of fire when ready. For starters, I would say, uh, and you got some experience at this since you've been part of this church since you were eight years old. Mm-hmm. What do you feel are Southridge's greatest strengths? Um, yeah, yeah. I think our greatest strength is definitely community. Um, we have, you know, so many, um, not just internationally, like we have outreach with Compassion Canada, but like I was saying before, we have our outreach with our homeless shelter and our migrant workers um, in our life groups, I think we have a really tight knit community and I just can't wait to see where God takes that and, um, how much more we can outreach to Niagara region as, um, a whole. Similarly, where do you feel we could most improve? Hmm. You're allowed to say it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, there's got to be something in that brain of yours. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think, but I think we are taking the necessary steps right now. Um, I'm going to say it again, getting uncomfortable, hearing more people's voices. It's one thing to invite people to the table, but it's another thing to um, let their voices be heard. Um, and I think we can continue just to be quicker to listen than we are to speak um, and just letting as many voices be heard as possible, whether that's um, like we're doing right now in this series or that's in the decisions we make as a church, just having those different voices be heard. Terrific. When you imagine our church's future, what makes you most excited? Um. Yeah, just where where God will take us next, who we're going to reach next, and um, what what is in store for us. I I don't exactly know what that will look like per se, but I know that God has been doing so much in Southridge, and I just can't wait to see where it goes next. Are there specific opportunities, Charmaine, that that you see for a church to make a difference that maybe those of us in leadership aren't seeing yet? Um. Just getting more, I, I love like what we're doing right now, just getting more youth, um, youth 
being heard and youth voices being heard. So I just say more of that um, specifically in in our leadership positions in church. Yeah, just more youth voices and yeah, continuing on the path that we are on right now. Appreciate that. Uh, and then sort of final question, let's make this one kind of pandemic specific. Um, you know, what have you most learned about yourself or life? You know, what's God taught you the most during the pandemic? And what are you excited to see God do as we come out of it? Yeah, I definitely think God has been um, challenging me with change and being um, seeking change. Uh, for sure. I think that's something that I've learned about myself is that I'm not one to seek change and I'm not one to be the most comfortable with change, but I'm excited to progress with that and excited to do more outreach, whether that's in this community or whether that's in Ottawa. Um, and I'm excited to be able to hang out more with friends and travel a lot more. That's for sure. That's a super interesting observation because I Becky and I've talked about that with with our kids. There's there's often this assumption that you know the older you get, it's kind of you can't teach old dogs new tricks, right? That you get mm -hmm. more resistant to change, and that when you're younger, you're flexible and malleable, and you just kind of roll with the punches, right? But we've seen with our kids some real struggle, not even necessarily with particular changes, but just the fact that change is happening. And it's been striking to to have that assumption challenge that all younger people they roll with change and all you know not so young people don't. Right. Um, you know, listening to you talk, that's an important thing for for I think all of us to understand, especially as it relates to your comment about embracing the the ways God wants to take us out of our comfort zone. Mm -hmm. Because so often that means change. And if we're resistant or averse to change, well, then we're never going to let God do that in our lives. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's great. Hey, uh, wrapping up, Charmaine, any final encouragements or challenges to our members when it comes to anything we've talked about or maybe specifically to embracing a more all-inclusive faith among us? Um, yeah, for sure. Um, I'd say that, just as an encouragement, our community, our community's strength lies in our differences and um, just recognizing the importance in our differences. Um, as much as it's uncomfortable to maybe learn, um, not necessarily uncomfortable to learn, but as much as it's a new thing that we might be learning, our differences is what makes us so special and so unique as a church and as individuals and as a community. So. Um, yeah, just praying over all of us to start embracing those changes and um, our diversity as a community. Appreciate that so much, Charmaine. Thank you for sharing with us today. And uh, I know it's not your ideal, but uh, it's certainly been a perk of ours as a community to have students a little closer to home so that we can access them and hear their heart uh, in ways like this. So Appreciate you giving us some time. And uh, to all of you who were tracking with us today, hope that you were not only encouraged, but inspired to continue uh, to grow deeper together as we continue to find our way as a community. Take care, everyone. We'll see you next week.